Hello and welcome to Soccer Sense, the sensible soccer podcast that looks at all the things going on in mainly the English Premier League and sometimes other leagues. This is Tariq joining you along with Karan. Hey guys. And Vishal. Three episodes in a row. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of three episodes in a row, Manchester United have improved a little. A little. Uh, good performance at Old Trafford the other night. Yeah. Um, and they are the focal point of this podcast. For the first time probably in a positive sense <laughs> this season. <laughs> uh, because we are talking about the big game current Manchester United versus Chelsea. Two teams were looking for redeeming narratives. United have strung together a couple of results that looked like taking them there. Uh, but they're still five points out of fourth place, which is their biggest worry probably that the rivals for the fourth place are doing just as well. Um, and their biggest content rivals for the fourth spot, Arsenal just hit their stride <laughs> of making the fourth spot their own. Um, and of course, Chelsea, who have had... Uh, a seven-game unbeaten run under Gus Hiddink. So, gentlemen, the big game this weekend, Manchester United versus Chelsea. How does it set up, Vishal? Well, uh, boring. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, because uh, I, I think at a basic level, uh, Gus Hiddink, if you look at the way he's set up a Chelsea team, he's trying to salvage the season. He's not really trying. I don't think he's being as expansive as you normally expect Gus Hiddink's side to be. So he's trying his best to salvage a situation and get as many results as possible and almost not trying to do so. So, which is a obvious for Chelsea. Followed by United, United. so yes, against Stoke, they were expansive, they were quick, they were moving through the ball quickly. And a lot of times, the players have decided to start playing their games on the field while they're trying to stay true to the philosophy of Bengal and possession and everything. There seems to be a lot more forward movement in the last two games, uh, though they did lose against uh, Southampton in that last, the good five minutes they had, it was a, it was pretty decent movement and yeah, so I think this game has all the ingredients to be a goalless draw almost because I don't see where the goals are going to come from honestly and I don't know if, I think both the teams are would want to avoid to cancel each other out in this in this current situation, yeah. But Karan, would they want to avoid defeat or do you think this is the time for Manchester United to try and uh, grab this fourth spot challenge by the scruff of the neck and do something about it. Definitely, I think, uh, I mean, uh, I guess it would be kind of cliche to say that, you know, neither team would be looking to, uh, you know, get anything less than three points over here. More so in case of Manchester United because they have that much more to play for considering the fourth spot, uh, which is in line and considering Arsenal's recent performances, uh, this is this is definitely given uh, United uh, more than a ray of hope to actually, you know, clinch that uh, fourth spot. Now the question is, the last time United actually played Chelsea this season, that was a game where for the first time in a long time United actually played this expansive yeah. style which uh, they again uh, replicated against Stoke. Yeah. Now, will they be allowed to do that in this game against Chelsea? I'm not too yeah, sure. At a basic level, it's an away game for yeah. United. So, uh, I think from Bengal's point of view, he's going to set up not to lose before he sets up to win. Because uh, honestly, it might be suicidal to go all out against Chelsea at Stamford Bridge because Chelsea. But, but Chelsea at Stamford Bridge have allowed eight goals in the last three games. Yep. We have to keep that in mind too. Yeah, agreed. Uh, so, either ways, if you actually look at it, uh, I would say a point for United would not be that bad a result. Yeah. Three points would be absolutely brilliant, considering. Uh, it is still the Chelsea away from home, considering the opposition, it's it's still a point, it's still a good result for United because there's still more games for them to catch Arsenal. Uh, more than that, I guess, a performance is what is required from both teams. 
so uh, Vishal, to put the last performance in perspective, yeah. uh, the home performance against Stoke, uh, very impressive win, yeah. very impressive goals, very yeah. impressive football. You, yeah. You've got to get the feeling that United are kind of hitting a stride, but again, there is this no, uneasiness that has been yeah, there throughout so the, the season. That's the problem, right? Because just before uh, the, they lost to Southampton, everybody said, yeah, United are hitting the stride, they beat Liverpool, and they put a couple of results together. They, had, they said, yeah, okay, United have recovered in the season, they went ahead and lost to Southampton at home. So that, that is the point because Bangal, every time a result goes and United Way seems to go back to the drawing board and implement the old way of playing again or his original style of playing where he said, okay, I've got the result, now let me continue, try and hold on to what I have. Seems to be the approach that is happening. So I, 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 I refuse to read into this. I, I'm not going to get excited in any form of way by a, by a single performance if they give me the same performance. Until a few. Yeah, give me five games of this and then I might say, okay, there's a genuine change in philosophy here. But I don't think so. I, I'm, I refuse to get excited. Okay, very skeptical assessment from Vishal. Um, and speaking of the other half of Manchester, uh, they have a big game as we record this podcast. Yep. They're, they're facing table toppers. Leicester City. Yep. Um, I love saying this. Table toppers. Yeah. Leicester City. We love hearing it. Gary Lineker loves hearing this. So uh, they've just announced managerial change yep. at the end of the season. Yeah. Quick take on was it was it the right thing to do? Should should the announcement have come at the end of the season? Should it not have? Well, I guess I would say I'm a bit old school in the sense that you know yeah. when you have things still to play for this season, yeah. get that done. Later on, you can talk about uh, you know announcements such as managerial changes and who's coming and who's going. I mean, talk, I mean, right now concentrate on the mission at hand, which is winning the Premier League. I think because you can have an internal conversation, as in you can communicate the same to Pellegrini and Pep Guardiola. And it doesn't need to be such a big PR splurge and such exactly. a big media shabby, uh, such a media burst. Because end of the day, you still have every every all the four tournaments, all the four for tournaments to play for you. And you have just taken away the focus from Pellegrini and your squad to Pep Guardiola. Because currently, everything that is spoken about City is who are the players that are going to be axed by Pep Guardiola because Pep Guardiola is going to come in. So, are it the does players, affect dressing room yeah, atmosphere. Players are not even sure that they're going to be playing for the same club next season almost now. So, I think I completely agree with Karan that some things should be handled by the till the should be kept till the end of the season. As in, I think every one of us knew that this is going to happen at the end of the season. So, they didn't need to really come out and say things like this. So, but I think it is a mistake from uh, Leicester's end. I mean, from Man City's end. <laughs> Man City's end. And speaking of mistakes from Leicester's end, they do not seem to be making any. Uh, no, definitely not in when finishing out of 40 yards with the goalkeeper slightly off the line. Oh man, what a scream. Definitely not in terms of their tiki-taka style of football that they played against Liverpool the other night. Definitely not in their counter-attack. Um, we know we have spoken about this enough number of times and uh, just when everybody was writing Leicester off, they come back screamingly well. Yep. This is kind of the anti-Manchester United. People <laughs> think United have been doing well this season. And they're like, wait, <laughs> kind of a wait. <laughs> so, um, Leicester's coming matches, the one yep. against City, uh, becomes very, very critical. Absolutely. I think it's now reached a point where we could say we can literally dare people to say that Leicester are not in 
the title race because they are they've proven it over and over again. They proved us wrong on countless occasions, and they deservedly supposed to. In multiple podcasts about Leicester, we've spoken about how when they play the bigger teams, they are bound to screw up or they're bound to drop points or all that. So one, let's go back to City at the at the uh, at Leicester when they played at Leicester. Leicester did the smart thing. They they could have tried to go through. They were the better team on that day. They still settled for the point. And against Liverpool, they outplayed Liverpool. As in, it was not a fluke performance. They actually outplayed Liverpool, and on any day they would have beaten uh, Leicester side would have beaten Liverpool if they played like this. So that is the point. They are proving it through performances and consistency. And it's almost as if they are. If you look at Leicester in the middle of every game, they seem to be assessing the realistic result that is possible. There are times when they just sit back and say, "Okay, this might be an actual draw, or this might be an actual win," but they set some realistic results and are going after it and going very well. Which I think we should. Hark back to when Claudio Ranieri said that he was aiming for points and, and, and not necessarily position. Leicester just score against City. Oh my God! So while we while we talk, well, that's. that's I was just going to say. I was just going to say. Leicester leads. Leicester I was just going to say that. The fact that company is not going to be there, probably guys like Ottomendi and Di Matteo are really going to be found out by body space. So here you go, uh, the first live update ever on soccer since. And what an update! <laughs> right there. Uh, hopefully this ends in Leicester's favour, and we have more to talk about this wonderful Leicester journey. Uh, and we hope to see something dramatic in the Man- Manchester United Chelsea game. Although I think both sets of fans. <laughs> Probably will settle for the Prozac once zero uh, zero draw. Uh, so that brings us to an end of this episode of Soccer Sense. You can find us on iTunes. We are there on Soccer Sense, and you can find us on Stitcher at Soccer Sense. Please subscribe to the podcast, and we will still offer you Paul Pogba at the end of the season. I'm still thinking. I'm uh, having second thoughts on that right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this is Tariq signing off along with Karan. Stop the game. <laughs> And Vishal, pray for Lester. <laughs> <laughs>